Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 2022 Anakin Florian Podcast Awards. With your co-host, John Anik, Kenny Florian. With guest Ray Longo. Now your host for the evening. Tired of snooty wines and their old wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 Crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt-sip smell routine, or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine and culture, telling the stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia, to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of UFC. Pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2024, Sonoma, California. Well, we wish Ken Flo's back was feeling better, but it is one of our favorite episodes of the year, and it's a brand new year. Good day to you. Good to be back in your respective lives. It is Tuesday, January 3rd. The year is 2023. My script actually says 2022, but live we said 2023. New year, episode 378 of the Anakin Florian podcast, and today... Ladies and gentlemen, the 8th Annual Anik and Florian Podcast Awards. Ken Flo, what's up with your back, kid? I mean, way too much jujitsu, I think, would be my thesis statement off the top. But what's going on with your back, kid? Yeah, man. I uh, it did a lot of jiu-jitsu, and um, you know, my back's been bothering me, what, since like 2007. So uh, it has come back to rear its ugly head. This was a, a long stint. I've been kind of uh, lying 
flat on my back on my bed for the last week or so. So it's been hanging around for way, way longer than I, than I would like. But uh, we here. We here. We're doing the podcast. We're ready to go. And the kids jujitsu when they play jujitsu with you in that little jujitsu room. Uh, we'll just have to wait for a little bit as daddy gets better. So, all right. A lot to get to today. Obviously, we were off the final week of the year. Hope everybody had a good holiday. I mean, there was a lot of sort of sad mixed in with a lot of happiness. But hopefully people enjoyed some time with those that they love the most. Of course, 2022, an absolutely wild year for mixed martial arts, for the UFC. Uh, and obviously, not a lot of respite in the UFC schedule annually, but we get this little pocket at the end of the year, I guess in some part due to the ESPN contract with all the college football bowl games to clear. So we're excited today to hopefully have your attention as we hand out some hardware and look back at some of the elite performers of 2022. Before we do that, though, no choice really but to get to some somber items off the top and back on December 22nd uh, and I know this hit my guy Ken for like an absolute ton of bricks Stefan Bonner passed away at the age of 45 you guys obviously go back to 2005 your time on season one of the ultimate fighter and I think we all knew that he was dealing with some things physically over the last several years as he sort of tried to transition into life out of fighting but uh this came out of left field and you know shook me to my core uh as I know it did to you uh about a week ago my man yeah it definitely did man um you know I've known Stefan actually since 2004 is really when we started filming and um, he was always one of those guys that I, I got along with. Um, we had uh, come from, I, I guess, kind of similar uh, backgrounds and, and, and loved hanging out with each other outside of the fight game as well. Uh, he would come to Boston and train with me and, and my brother Keith and and uh, always loved hanging out with Stefan. And he was such a unique guy, such a special dude. Uh, and, you know, I haven't kept in contact with him really that much over the last few years. I know he was struggling and different things like that and came around this really uh, streak of, of bad luck, it seemed, both from his health perspective outside. His house had burned down at one point and just a lot of horrible things that were happening. And um, that was very difficult to see. And then to see this happen at 45 years old, um, it was just really, really tough to take, man. Um, Stefan is a guy that should be remembered as one of the toughest guys to ever compete inside the octagon. Certainly deserves a lot of credit along with Forrest Griffin and <clears throat> elevating uh, the optics of this sport and showing how amazing uh, and, and how great it can be. Uh, and he, he's one of those pioneers that should never be forgotten. And, uh, you know, my, my heart goes out to to his family and, and all the things that they've had to deal with in the last couple of years. And now with the passing of Stefan, um, I, I can't even imagine what, what they're dealing with right now. Yeah. His wife, Andrea and his son, Griffin Bonner, of course, appropriately named. So Stefan and Andrea, as Kenny knows, because he was there, were at my wedding back in 2010. It was a time in my life when I was particularly close to Stefan. We were filming MMA Live essentially every week on ESPN. He had fought a couple of weeks prior and flew across the country to come to my wedding. And candidly, I didn't necessarily expect him to do that, but I wanted to extend the invitation. And it just meant the world to me, as you know, Kenny, at the time. I mean, my man Ken flows from Massachusetts. We knew he was going to show up. But for Bonner, two weeks after his fight to, fl to fly across the country, and I remember Stefan Stefan and Andrea sort of confronting family members of mine who they didn't think were like supportive and being like, hey, your son's on TV. You may want to uh, or your relatives on TV. You may want to start to pay attention a little bit, you know. So I just have so much love for this family. And I did when I was in Las Vegas for a time attend. 
I think maybe his son's fifth or sixth birthday party. But yeah, my heart goes out to the family and of course to Forrest Griffin, who I know is inexorably linked to Stefan. This is going to hit him particularly hard. And, um, you know, a couple things I just want to get to before we move on. And we are going to name our, our fight of the year award, uh, heretofore the American Psycho Stefan Bonner fight of the year award. But April 9th, 2005 is ubiquitously regarded as the fight that really either saved the UFC or put mixed martial arts on the map domestically in the United States. The ultimate fighter finale between Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner immortalizing the UFC Hall of Fame in 2013. And you're smack dab in the middle of the, all of this, right? You're in the middleweight final fighting Diego Sanchez right before that fight. Um, before I share some final thoughts on Stefan, any recollections for you about that time in your life and the fight that preceded, you know, one of the greatest fights of all time. Um, again, if, if it was another fight like mine and Diego Sanchez, you could have a strong argument that the sport wouldn't be where, where it is. You know, uh, it was, it was a, uh, it was a shellacking in the middleweight final uh-huh. of Diego beating me up. Um, but th- this final was just, um, you know, talk about synchronicity and, everything kind of coming together at the right time uh, for these two very determined and tough individuals that fought in that finale that day. It was uh, the the perfect moment that um, is responsible for the popularity of the sport. Hey, maybe it would have happened later, but the fact that it happened back then in 2005 is because of that final between Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner. So, uh, and, and just, you know, the two personalities involved, you know, not only were they, it was an amazing fight, but those two guys had so much charisma, so much personality. Uh, so yeah, it really it w- was a special time, um, for sure. And I remember being at the hospital with, with Stefan and Forrest, uh, talking to them about their fight. And yeah, it was just a, an amazing time. Absolutely magical time. And he was a magical guy. And he really, as I posted on Instagram, like he made you feel like a million dollars, right? Like, honestly just so blown away that he would go out of his way to attend my wedding back in the day it was a gesture that will stick with me forever last thought Kenny on Stefan Bonner at least the broadcaster I thought he was kind of underappreciated in that world I thought he had a great energy a unique sound he was analytical he was critical and he'll always have the showtime kick reacting to that particular highlight in mixed martial arts at that time in real time. And I don't know, I think maybe you were supposed to call the show or couldn't. I don't know. I feel like there was some tie in there. Um, But I'm glad that Stefan had that moment as a broadcaster because obviously that highlight is going to withstand the test of time. No question about it. I think he was underappreciated there as well. Um, and I thought he did a fantastic job. You know, we came up together doing things like MMA Live and some of the pre and post fight shows. Uh, we were, you know, uh, in the UFC back then. Uh, and, and of course, you know, we both did work for the WEC back in the day. So, yeah. uh, to see him get that opportunity and to see him shining, uh, at that point of his career was awesome to see. I thought it was well deserved. Um, and, uh, people forget, you know, what a voice he had and, and, and the kind of analytical mind and passion that he had for martial arts and mixed martial arts in general. Well, I know a lot of us are hoping to, uh, do what we can to support the family from afar. Um, as we continue to mourn the loss of, uh, of our late great friend, the UFC legend, Stefan Bonner. Um, also of note on the mixed martial arts front, Kenny, um, Demir Ismagulov. 24 and 2 overall fought recently against Armand Sarukyan, I believe. Unfortunately, due to circumstances and health problems, he says he is ending his sports career. He wrote on Instagram and 
through the Google translation. Thanks to all those who were by my side, regardless of the results in the battle. So sincerely were hurt and worried. It was an interesting journey, a moment to remember hugs, everyone. Um, great talent. You know, I got a text from Joe Rogan that this was the case and really stunning. An outstanding athlete whose prime is cut down. I don't know the extent of the health problems, but just want to give him some acknowledgement off the top of the show, Ken Flo. Uh, really disappointing after I think his star power was really starting to grow uh, to see him forced to walk away. And hopefully it's nothing, you know, too long term on the health front. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it, it, he was an extremely uh, talented fighter, very skilled, uh, had a lot of potential. And, you know, to see things like this, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, unfortunate health issues that happen, uh, of course, you know, the football game from last night and, and, you know, you have something like this or someone passing away. Uh, it's another reminder that there are things that are much bigger and much more important than sports itself. Um, and, you know, I'm dealing with a little back injury, but every time these things come around or you see or hear something like this that's tragic, someone's health involved, someone passing away, these are all reminders for us to understand that there are things that are much more important than sports. Um, and uh, these are also things that we take for granted. I, I take my, my health for granted almost all the time. I forget about it. And then quickly you're reminded, you know, if you, if you come down with the flu or, you know, a back injury, you're like, Oh man, I, I remember what it was like to be at a hundred percent and to be mobile. And, you know, you take for granted these things of just being able to lift up your kids or spend time with family. So yeah, man, um, it's, it's another reminder. And I know you've mentioned it before, but as, as you get older, you kind of hear about all these other things and you come hopefully over time to have a greater appreciation for the little things, man. And, um, these things can happen at any time. Um, you, your health is, is all you got. If you don't have that, you don't have anything. So uh, I hope he's able to resolve whatever it is. Um, yeah. and then, you know, if he decides he wants to come back or whatever at the right time, that's another thing. But obviously getting healthy is, is, uh, you know, his main battle right now. And Kenny also mentioned the football game, as most of you would have to know by now, even internationally, Buffalo Bills safety on Monday Night Football, DeMar Hamlin, suffered cardi cardiac arrest reportedly on the field. Um, his heartbeat was restored on the field, and we're waiting on reports, obviously, of the 24-year-old, but the entire world essentially came to a standstill. You know, Monday Night Football is obviously a big deal in this country, and this was a massive game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills, and uh, I don't know, man, just absolutely jarring and shaking for all of us who were watching live, and uh, I don't know, man, just keep checking that Twitter machine every other minute to, to hope for a, a good sort of update in terms of, you know, him coming to, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I hope he's able to come back from this. That, that was really scary. I was watching that live and, um, you know, it was unlike uh, anything I've seen before really on the football field. And um, it, it again, props also to the people who were on the field who were able to bring him back to life. You know, having that kind of uh, support, um, you know, was crucial uh, during that critical time. It looked yeah. like it was a direct hit <clears throat> to his heart. Uh, not absolutely sure, but th these are things that can happen. It can happen in the fight game. You get hit in the heart with a, a certain amount of impact at, at the wrong time, at the wrong place, and these are things that can happen. So uh, I, I hope he's able to make a full recovery, man. 
Yeah, I think that's where a lot of our hearts and minds went just thinking about the fight game. And there have been instances in soccer and other sports where things like this have happened, but few and far between, thankfully. But yes, this uh, AED, I guess, the automated external defibrillator used on the spot likely saved his life. So to all the medical personnel in Cincinnati, and I know they've had to deal with a lot of high profile cases. Um, We're all hoping for the best for uh, for Damar Hamlin, who seems like just such a good guy. And increasingly, even at 24, unifying force on the team and everything else. All right, we got to get into the awards, and I promise the tone of this Anakin Florian podcast is going to get celebratory in nature from this moment on. Eighth annual Anakin Florian podcast awards, 10 awards to be handed out today. Only one rule. Kenny and I cannot pick the same winner. So if Kenny picks, you know, Leon Edwards for his knockout of the year, I cannot. By the way, it's like, what award do you give Leon Edwards in this exercise, right? Like, Leon, if this was a true meritocracy, I might sit here and give you the upset of the year, the knockout of the year, and the male fighter of the year. But we also have sort of one underlying rule. We couldn't each give you three trophies. So Leon Edwards is going to get richer today, and hopefully so will uh, the listenership and viewership at large. All right. First award for us, UFC Rookie of the Year. First is Ken Flo, and he was wicked impressed by this Aussie out of Perth. Kenny Florian's 2022 UFC Rookie of the Year, Jack Della Madeline. This is where he goes. Della and the scrappy MMA team, Jack Della Madalena. 100%, I walked out, I saw my Perth boys standing right as I walked out. And I came in energy to knock him out cold. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! Ozzy! Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! If anyone pulls out tonight, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Huh. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jack. Well, we are not in Perth, but it certainly feels that way. Not in Perth yet, but we will be there shortly. Audio courtesy of UFCFightPass.com. Ken Flo, your Rookie of the Year 2022. The guy with two last names, Jack Della Madalena. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, listen, I was really impressed with Jack Della Maddalena. Uh, his footwork, his angles, how he was working his punches uh, to become... Uh, very dangerous in mixed martial arts, was really impressive to me, especially coming in there in his debut. Uh, and you look at what he did in the UFC. You know, he debuted uh, in J- on January 22nd of this of last year, uh, and he's beaten everybody by TKO punches, you know, on the feet, the way he sets everything up and, and uh, faints and just looks very, um, you know, relaxed and just an absolute killer on the feet. So uh, what was it? Um, Pete Rodriguez... Ramazan Imev, Imev and uh, Danny Roberts, all by TKO, all in round one. I think that's a hell of a year. Uh, that's how you want to do it. If you want to uh, be a rookie in the UFC and make some noise, uh, it doesn't get any better than that. It really would be cool if there was a group of former fighters, potentially media members, and an actual voting body that voted on a real set of awards like this. We got the Anakin Florian Podcast Awards, though, and I kind of wanted to give Raul Rosas Jr., just given the destructive nature of his UFC debut, my 2022 Rookie of the Year. But uh, I landed on a future contender, potentially in two divisions. I just kept coming back to this guy, my top UFC rookie in 2022. John Annex, 2022 UFC Rookie of the Year. Jailton Almeida. Jailton Almeida, 
his fighting inspiration, one Daniel Cormier. We'll see if Jailton can follow in those big footsteps. Probably why I like him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jailton is huge. For Malia Gino, Chayilton Almeida. So good. He's good grappling, man. So good. Certainly a case of pick your poison when facing Chayilton Almeida, who gets yet another first round finish, 13th of his career. Chayilton Almeida, ladies and gentlemen. I love you, Vegas. Stunning that Cody Mero did not drop a Malia Gino in there. Jailton Almeida, 3-0 and in the UFC in 2022. All finishes. He had fights canceled twice with both Maxim Grishin and Shamil Abdurahimov, whom he is now scheduled a third time to fight in Brazil 18 days from now at UFC 283. Almeida's ready to contend right now. Not a lot of people going to be burning up McMaynard's phone line looking to fight that guy. Jailton Almeida, definitely my most impressive rookie of 2022. Honorable mention, though, Michael Morales out of Ecuador, 23 years old. Two finishes on pay-per-view cards. Actually, first pay-per-view main card bout of the year back in January. He finished Trevin Giles, Michael Morales, a beast, and another guy who I think is ready to contend despite being just 23 years of age. All right. Only category now in which we can make more than one selection. We will start with Kenny Florian's 2022 Robert Fallis Memorial Coach of the Year. Kenny Florian's 2022 Coach of the Year. Raymond Peter F*** Bongo. Ha! Leave it in here. All right, now Joe. Leave it in here. Leave it in here. We talked about this. Let's fucking prove it now. Do what Raymond's doing. Sterling. Some might suggest a 10-8. Come on, Joe. Look at him. Look at him. Look at the motherfucker. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go, Raymond. Amazing. this weekend he's not the boogeyman everybody thought he was the real boogeyman you gotta believe in yourself everybody's fucking beatable and having to sit there for a year and take all that fucking stupid bullshit after getting illegally deed I gotta give it up to the guy it takes a strong mind to do that so man everybody yeah Joe Oh, and I love that guys, sound. What's the matter? Late. What did he talk to me? What's the matter? I broke my thumb. Which hand? My right. All right. Let's go. Come on. You still got the other hand, because there's nothing you can do about it. Let's go. It's Kentucky Derby time. Are you ready for the greatest two minutes in sports? Well, saddle up with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. So right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. All you need to do, deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Download DK Horse now to join the Run for the Roses action. New customers, 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when you opt in with code FLOW, F-L-O. Only on the DK Horse app today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, 21-PLUS in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See terms at dkhorse.com. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in 25 dollar increments deposit and eligibility restrictions apply see terms at dkhorse.com 
<laughs> oh, I love some of that sound from the post-fight celebration back at the gym. Ken Flo's 2022 Robert Fallis Memorial Coach of the Year, the great Ray Longo, who now joins us live. Such a surprise. I didn't know. I, that's why I wore this shirt just for – I was groping. I was, I was praying. <laughs> I was actually praying. I tell you, I listen to those clips and I go, what the fuck is wrong with me, man? I don't have no idea. No idea. I tell you. Well, hey, congratulations. This was a huge year for you. And obviously, you sort of put the finishing touches, or perhaps not, but on this amazing career legacy with your third undisputed champion and uh, had the championship parade and everything else. But Ken Flo... Ray obviously distancing himself from a very talented pack of coaches and corner men and women for you in 2022. Your thoughts? Well, you know, listen, Ray's been in the game for a long time and and has been doing an amazing job for a long time, producing, you know, multiple champions at this point now. But I think this year was awesome just because of, you know, what Aljamain Sterling uh, did and how he was able to come back. Sometimes, and, and Ray might agree with me here, it, it might be all the time, it's – easier to give someone technical knowledge than it is to kind of build them up mentally and get them to believe that they can go out there and win that fight when they need to saying the right things at the right time as a cornerman is absolutely crucial you're not gonna be able to teach them in between rounds you got 60 seconds at best to show someone what they need to do out there how do you get them motivated and remind them of who they are and what they're trying to achieve out there that is difficult um, and I thought Ray has always done that brilliantly, but he did that especially so when his fighters were dealing with a bunch of adversity. Uh, you could also, you know, so those two title defenses from Aljo, I, I think were absolutely amazing. Uh, you also talk about Marab. You know, Marab isn't the most talented dude in the world in regards to being the most skillful guy. Um, going in against a guy, one of the greatest champions of all time in Jose Aldo, and having that game plan, executing like he did, uh, shows tremendous guidance and mentorship from Ray Longo and, and Matt Sarah and the rest of the guys there. Um, so I, I thought that was extremely impressive, um, again, just given given what they were dealing with. So, uh, yeah, Ray, Ray wow. got my vote. I really I agree with everything you say. I appreciate that, really. That really do. Let me, let me say a couple of things. First, thank you to Aljo for making me look better and Marab, who, I, who I'm on my way to see right after this. And, he is Kenny's right. Not the most technical guy, but I tell you, Kenny, when he's smashing those tie pads, he's smashing those tie pads, and he is and he is getting more yeah. technical. We had a great session yesterday. We're going right. to have a great session today. I want to get with him as much as I can before he goes back. But the other thing is, look, man, I'm I'm actually nothing without Sarah, man. If it's not for Matt Sarah, I'm not even sitting here talking to you guys. So I became the front man, but I mean, I've always loved coaching with him. I never wanted to coach without him, but, you know, life takes you in different directions and you got family. You know, my family's already grown up. My kids are 27, 26. He's got young kids going. So, you know, he's been a little more pick and choosy with what's going on. And, again, a guy, if you like a guy who loves family first, then Sarah's your guy. Um, So it's all good, man. We are a family down there. What what Marab Marab and Aljo have done is just – amazing to me that's the problem we have now that's what we're talking about every day like what what are we doing because you got two guys that are like buzzsaws i think aljo's by far at the top of his game right now and i i i'll make a bet even i have no idea and even talked to him i called him for new year's but uh you know we just texted with each other i bet he had a great time with dominic cruz and i bet you dominic cruz really 
really appreciates him now. I think he's a good guy. You don't get to know it until you really hands on with him. And I think Cruz is a is a very much a student of the game as anybody could be. And I think that's what they have in common. And they, they probably have different approaches. But I bet you that connection was a great connection. And again, I haven't talked to anybody. Maybe Cruz will say, no, I can't stand the guy. But I doubt it. He's a good dude. Yeah. He gives back to his teammates always. Can't, can't, can't thank these guys enough for making me look good. But, you know, the technical advice should be done in the gym. We, me and Aljo, we, we laugh about this all the time because when a guy, the guy's in the corner and a guy just says, get up, and everybody starts going, well, you got to tell him how to get up. Now, nah, if that guy doesn't know how to get up at that point, he doesn't even belong to be yeah. in there. So we, we go back and forth with jokes with that because sometimes in the gym we'll just start screaming, get up, you know, just to make a joke out of it. But – of course they know how to build a base and get back up and do that and move your head. You know, that's what sometimes a guy will, you know, go someplace and train. I go, what'd you get? He goes, oh, no, it was great, man. He told me to move my head after I throw the jab. And I want to take huh. the guy right. by the throat and just huh. fucking choke him to death. I swear to God, because it's, huh. I go, that's really good, man. That is, you know, but they, they, they're all very well trained. Uh, if you ever watch these guys break down techniques, whether it's on the ground or standing up, you'll see it's it's put together pretty well. And, uh, you know, technical advice, unless it's something very blatant, you know, I think, uh, you know, and again, right. you're there to remind the guy of all the, the good things he could do. And the mental side of it, we've watched guys crumble, Kenny, in there, crumble under pressure. And I that I never want to see happen. So, you know, I, I choose the route to... Uh, become like more of a cheerleader at times but that's what i feel like i have to do you know and i know my guy yeah. and that's the other thing you, you don't know what's going on in the gym you don't know what we've been through watching 50 rounds of sparring and that's all i'm doing is recapping that <clears throat> in the corner well, congratulations. This is a meritocracy. Ken Flo's not just going to throw that award out there if he didn't want to acknowledge you. You finished ninth for me. Do you want to hear the eight <laughs> names ahead of you? No, but I know. Uh, let me see. Who would you have first? <laughs> I don't know. Well, do I got? mean, you're going to have to stay tuned. Really? That's happening after you leave. I can't reveal that. I mean, you really want to stick around and hear my coach of the year right now? Is that what you want to do? I'd rather talk Definitely to you about some not, other things. I don't want to. I don't want to rip the okay. shirt off my back right. while we, we're we're in the huh. while we're taping. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure there's somebody at the gym who could X out my face on your T-shirt oh, and it can geez. just be Ken Flo Ken front and Flo center. But, um, Holy crow, he's not going to do me dirty, is he? I had you ninth. I had you ninth. I do think it's very cool to see Aljamain Sterling and Dominic Cruz align, although I'm not surprised. I've had myriad conversations with Dom about Aljo and... He marvels at his physical strength, among other things, but I think it's a cool connection. I think with Cruz, knowingly two wins away, probably, it's a good time for those two guys to connect because I just don't think the stars are aligned for them to fight yeah, plus anytime I think those soon. Those are two guys that if they had a fight, they know it's a business and they'll go in there and fight. I don't think that. See, I think you got two oh, guys yeah. that don't have a problem with that at all. They might not, you know, smack yeah. talk and do all the bullshit, but uh, yeah, I. You'd have a real issue if Aljo was small for 35 and smack dab in the middle of his fighting prime at 27 years old or 
with Marab yeah. and all that, right? But thankfully, that's not necessarily your reality. I mean, Aljo has seemingly been willing to move to 45 for a little while. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, like Marab is, he's like overdue at this point. It's a really unique circumstance. Like when you all of a sudden look up, he's overdue for a title shot and you see Cheeto Vera and Corey Sandhagen right. fighting and things are moving. But for Marab, it's like, if you saw anything he posted on Instagram, it's like, happy new year. Um, but you know, you got to let the bat out of the cage they, they, eventually. They're going to, they're going to torture him for not wanting to fight Aljo. I think that's what it comes down to. And I, I get it. It's a business, but I think, you know, look for different storylines and build up both guys and you could have something going on. I'm sure. But I like that. They're not fighting. That's, the way that gym is built, I, I hope it stays that way. That time when John Jones and Rashad Evan out of Jackson, that shit just bothered the bothered the piss out of me, man. Just ruining yeah. friendships for what? You look back now for what? Stick with who you right. got. Who was there right. first? Stick with that. Yeah. Just I don't get. Look, I never sold out for the money, so I'm I'm not. That's not gonna. You could. You're not. That's not gonna mean anything to me. You know what I mean? I want to. I want guys to win. I want them to build a future for themselves, become better people, contribute back to society, raise a family, do all the good things, and, you know, get off to a great start with what these guys are doing. They own multiple houses. They're traveling the world. These guys are just great yeah. guys living life, man. They went out and they, they, they went for it, and they're really enjoying the fruits of their labor. It's not even over yet, you know? No, you're right. No, I think you put that well. It was cool to watch them sort of chronicle that Jamaica uh, trip from afar. So speaking of it not being all about the money, I'd like to congratulate Extra Rounds on being the UFC Fight Pass podcast of the year. I mean, what exactly are we doing here? Extra Rounds. Congratulations, oh, wow, Ray, really? by the way, right? Ray Longo <laughs> contributor. Oh, this is breaking news to you. Oh, so that, that podcast is under their banner, right? Like they produce that podcast and then on their year-end awards show, like that. Hey, thanks for the nomination, right? Anakin Florian Podcast. Hey, we'll take the fucking nomination, right? I leave the league in nominations. I never won anything, right? I got fucking participation trophies over here if you want to see them, right? But congratulations, right? We got nominated. I'm like, oh, let me check it out. Do we have any chance to All fucking right, win down. this thing? Slow down, Evidently soccer. Not. 11th place is better than... I know 11th place is better than 15th place, but... Uh, oh, that's why That's why you threw me back to number nine, because the uh, fight this. It, no, I actually had you nine before I realized that we got hosed in whatever podcast. Oh, oh no, wait, did fight pit, wait, are you telling me to try? I really have no idea. It, you know, I love oh, TJ DeSantis, one of my best friends in the space, former producer of this podcast. But yes, he hosted the award show. And unless I'm mistaken, Extra Rounds was the <laughs> UFC Fight Pass podcast of the year, which is fun. That's great. That's, a, That's all right. <laughs> Sorry That's about right. that, guys. <laughs> we'll see if we deliver that Anakin Florian rewind on time this month. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just having fun. That. That's crazy. So that's, um, that's I know you weren't watching Monday Night Football right now, but unless no, you live yeah, in a no, bunker, obviously it, you've heard it. what happened to I, DeMar I, Hamlin. Yeah, I, I did see that. It was all over the news. What a, any word on him today or? No, I mean, I believe his condition is still critical. Um, I believe he's been intubated and, uh, it was cardiac arrest on the field. He was, they were able to get a heartbeat back on the field. And I, I think the medical professionals obviously deserve a lot of credit. Yeah, no, but, that, uh, that's no joke. No, and man, my, my heart goes out to that guy. And I love the way they canceled that game and the teams. You could see that shit runs deep. And, uh, I hope, I hope that kid's all right, man. Way too young for that. 
And I know I'm medically ignorant, but I do think and hopefully he survives and has all his faculties about him. But for all of these sports in which there are even I mean, basketball is a very physical sport, right? That to be able to administer an AED immediately in any of these sports or do whatever it takes in that moment in the octagon, in the playing arena, because the time is critical. Yeah. And, um, well, I, you know, obviously there were there were circumstances here where maybe it looked like he was going into the ambulance and then he was pulled back because they were doing CPR. I mean, yeah, just yeah, crazy. I got to tell you that. Well, yeah, thank God for uh, the medical professionals and being able to act that quickly because that's, uh, you know, I've seen that a couple of times, too. Even in a bar fight, Kenny, a guy gets punched in the chest, he's dead, and then it's, you know, manslaughter. I mean, it's just, uh, man, that's, I, I didn't see the hit, but I, it had to be brutal. It had to be pretty. It wasn't. Yeah, Commodio yeah, yeah, they call, they 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 call it. Thing where, yeah, it yeah. disrupts the rhythm of the heartbeat. And, you know, it's, I'm, and I'm not switching gears, but, you know, remember the, like, the old death touch, you know, people, oh, the guy hits you here. That's kind of, I think, where it's right. coming from. You could punch a guy in a certain spot or maybe mm -hmm. you hit him in the mm -hmm. liver. And then, you know, two hours later, his liver shuts down. There's nothing death touchy about it. But, you know, your vital right. organs are, you know, protected. Sensitive places. Yeah. He yeah. had to get places, hit perfect, yeah. right? It's almost like when you yeah. get hit in the solar plexus, it's like right in between where the ribs meet. That's the only space yeah. you can't really protect. So I hope I hope yeah. he's all right. I hope this is a got oh, a silver man. lining at the end of this somehow. But you know, yeah, yeah. let us all pray for that. Uh, so we're going to get back to the awards here shortly, Ray. But before we do, let you uh, go connect with May Rob Dwalishwili. Um, you know, obviously it's been a sad several weeks in the MMA space. I'm sitting around on Christmas Eve and uh, get a text from our great UFC producer Zach Candido that Stefan Bonner had oh, passed away, talk, and we just didn't another. Oh man, we were off. Man, I had some really fun interaction. Oh, but Kenny, I mean, you got to be heartbroken over that too, right? Uh, yeah. Man, I, I, he he. Look, he was that guy was a was a nice guy. That that last video where he's asking for the pain meds was hard to watch. Uh, I don't know. That that's a, that's a shame, man. Stefan Bonner was a good guy. I know I went to put up a picture. Uh, where they were at some fight right after he won the uh, right after he had the Forrest Griffith fight, and uh, we were talking about that. And um, yeah, this year we lost some people way, way too early, way too early. And, and that's another thing to mention. I mean, how many professional fighters in the game today do you think also were inspired? by Stefan and Forrest's fight. Wait. I can't tell you how many people are like, I got yeah. into the sport either watching or training or became a professional fighter because they yeah. saw that fight. That, that is, is powerful. And that is something that can be never taken and away. And I got to tell you how many people from. could tell you where they were when they saw that fight. Every Everybody. Right. I had, I had 20, 30 people in the gym hovered around a little shitty TV watching that. We stopped training and that was it. We were like, wow, this is crazy. And yeah, and yeah. you know, look, I was there with the Spike days too. They were, to me, they were great times, literally great times, man. I don't, I don't even know where the fuck yeah. the time is flying, man. It's, it's kind of, that part kind of stinks because it seems like yesterday I was in Vegas even for like tough sex with Matt and Drago and right. fucking crazy, man. This is nice. Still going yeah, strong. Yeah. Still going strong. Kenny, though, you do hit on a point that just comes across like every other UFC fighter bio when I'm prepping for these 
cards, right? They say, oh, what yeah. got you into mixed martial arts? Either Hoist Gracie or yeah. Griffin Bonner, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, all right, my man. Well, uh, happy new year. What was the, what was the best thing you did over the holidays? And what was the, the thing that you had to do that you really did not want to do? Uh, I had to. And don't tell me there was nothing you had no, to no, do no, over no, the holidays, no, right? No, We're I'm in this society sorry, of gratitude and like, I get to no, do I'm, everything. I don't have no, to do I'm everything. I I'm get to do with it. that first. Don't worry about it. So you think I'm going to say nothing in this house? I had to go, sorry, I had to, go to Jersey on Christmas Day. But <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he says it. I had to go. Uh, I, got, I got dragged out by my head. But uh, no, no, but it, it actually worked out oh. great. It was really, really good. No traffic. Which I, I was only worried about. I didn't want to sit in traffic for three hours, but uh, no traffic, so that was good. But that was something I was didn't want to do. But then after I, you know, everything worked out great. Yeah, it's like when your wife's like, "Hey, there's this new couple. I yeah, like." Nah, and it's that, like what? That, that, I'm 44. I don't want well, any that's new the point friends. With even moving at this point, what am I? What am I moving for? Imagine I, when I oh, move man. into where am I? I move into South Carolina. Go with a cake. Hey, I'm your new neighbor. As, <laughs> as the poor guy calls, calls his real estate agent to get the fuck out of Dodge. I mean, what, what am I doing, Candy? What do you What do you do? I don't want to. I love I love people, but man, I get. I don't even want to go through that. There's a lot of people out there that I I love, and I, you know, it's 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 great to have a lot of friends, you know. But uh, yeah, but I. There's only one reason for you to move. Whether. Yeah. But that what? doesn't bother you. You're tough. You're hardened, right? You're hardened. Not, not you're long, 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 fucking hard. You guys, I don't think we get it that bad. No, you're right. We are a little bit tougher, a little bit colder. Yeah, those streets are pretty narrow in that city. I don't know how anybody's moving. But heaven forbid, though, in 2023, you say to someone, "I have to do something," as if you're not in some way, shape, or form grateful that that exercise is in your life. I don't even know. I don't oh. even know. We got to right, go though. Do you want to stick around for my coach no, of the year? You got to go. I don't have my uh, my ego is too fragile. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I fucking I'll start <laughs> crying on the podcast. Uh, anyway, yeah, Kenny, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> Cody, Absolutely. I'm going to thank you too. I'll only leave one guy out, but uh, no. But thank you guys. Listen, All we right. had a great 22. <laughs> now we're building. We're going places. No, do you feel? Let's it? go. Do you, you guys? Do you feel? Oh, it? Yeah. it up. Are you high oh, right yeah. now? Hey. You uh, want some breaking news? I'm not high. You want some breaking news? Uh, yes, I'm not high. You want yes, some breaking news high. right yes, now? I'm not high. Yeah, go ahead. Good chance we go two episodes a week in 2023. Really? Holy hey. shit. Are you kidding? I love How it. about that? People got to look, look, right. look at this, Buckle John. Up. I mean, Kenny, can you see him? Hey, there's something mis- mischievous <laughs> about that look. Look at him. Yeah. Hey, guys, Big come things. on, man. Big things. I mean, I want to thank you guys, PJ DeSantis, everybody for, for uh, making me. Yeah, thank the Academy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great day, better evening. <laughs> we'll see you later, easy. all right? There he is. Yeah, yeah. Right there you go. Ken Flo's 2022 Coach of the Year. And I did not have him ninth for the record. He was seventh, but still not top five for me in 2022. <laughs> I actually had 12 names written down when I started. We can pick two coaches of the year. So I landed on two coaches and their respective teams. Cody, kindly roll the tape. John Annex, 2022, coach and corner of the year. Dave Lavelle and Fernelli Feliz Senior. So oh, being the boss here. Come on, Leon. Be the boss. Okay? Come on, we're going to pull that one now. It's one more. Come on, come on. Come on, Leon. Feet as well. Come on. Don't make him bully you, Leon. Don't let him bully you, son. Sit down, sit down. Sit down, sit down. Listen, listen. You've got to get f- 
ivory now, Leon. You're too down. Come on, come on, you're letting your control you too much, son. You gotta get your hands going, Leon. You gotta get your hands going. Come on. Listen, stop feeling sorry for your fucking self. Well, come on then. What's wrong with you? You're too fucking down. You gotta pull the shit out of fire. Come on, Leon, man. You got it, man. Come on. Come on, shit on him. I love that guy. Oh, I do too, DC. UFCFightPass.com for the audio. Dave Lavelle is the guy. Dave, come to Boca Raton, Florida. Talk me through my strength and conditioning workout in the backyard, if you would. So that was audio from Dave Lavelle, obviously his famous corner work that preempted Leon Edwards or predated Leon Edwards' unbelievable knockout of Kamar Usman late in that fight. I love the chance to acknowledge that team, and obviously it's not just Dave, but he is the head coach and has long been the right-hand man of Leon Edwards. A huge career, life-altering win for Dave Lavelle. Congratulations to him and for Nelly Feliz Sr., right? I mean, Sneaky building a powerhouse in Danbury, Connecticut. If some of these other guys, Wellington Terman and Dominic Reyes, can emerge a little bit, right? Glover Teixeira's longtime coach, Nelly Feliz Sr., Nelly Feliz Jr., his son, very talented fighter on under that roof who has been a valuable training partner to a lot of people there in Danbury, Connecticut. But people gravitate gravitate towards Vernelli Feliz Sr. And obviously he was instrumental in Alex Pedeta becoming the UFC's middleweight champion in 2022. My coaches of the year for 2022, Dave Lavelle and Vernelli Feliz Sr. Shout out to Plinio Cruz, by the way, as well, uh, in the corner of Alex Pedeta. All right, we now circle back to our breakout star of the year, and we will start with my man Kenny's selection. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Kenny Florian's 2022 Breakout Star of the Year, Alex Pereira.
Unbelievable. Ken Flo, your breakout star of the year, Alex Pedeta. And, you know, we talk about this devastating situation for DeMar Hamlin in the NFL, and that happened to be a game that was shaping up as a game of the year, right? The entire eyes of the sports world were on the Bengals and the Bills. Huge playoff implications, right? And I bring it up in the context of this fight between Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira. We heard from a lot of pro fighters that don't necessarily watch a lot of MMA. They wanted to see this matchup. And with the entire world watching, Alex Pereira did it again, puts a capstone on a huge year, and uh, as such, your breakout star of 2022. Yeah, as soon as Alex Pereira was you know, contracted by the UFC. I wanted to see that fight between him and Israel Adesanya just based on their history, based on the fact he is one of the only strikers on the planet in mixed martial arts in that division uh, that can defeat Israel Adesanya. Um, that fight was everything we expected it to be, just the the how important it was, how crazy it was. It just delivered on every level. And you look at what Alex Pereira did in 2022, defeating a very underrated and very tough Bruno Silva, uh, was it back in March, then going out there and knocking out Sean Strickland in round one uh, in July, and then shortly after uh, in November getting the knockout in round five when he needed it absolutely needed that and goes out there and defeats one of the most dominant, one of the most popular champions the UFC has had in a very long time. That's how stars are made. Um, it, it, I, for me, it was a pretty easy pick. Alex Pereira had so much pressure on his, on his shoulders. Everyone was expecting a lot from him and he goes out there and delivers, um, you know, uh, just uh, unbelievably in 2022. So, yeah, that's my breakout star of the year. And could be another pick-your-trophy guy, right? Could get knockout of the year, could get fighter of the year, a huge right. year for Alex Pedeta. For me, breakout star of the year, I'm going to go Marlon Chido Vera, and I would say perhaps no category is as open to interpretation as breakout star of the year. I do believe, though, that Cheeto hit a different chord this past year now one of the top 15 to 20 superstars in the UFC in my mind. I'm not sure if the inter internal metrics back up that sentiment, but top 15 UFC superstar for me. First two UFC main events this year, or last year I should say, defeated Rob Font, then of course the knockout of Dominic Cruz, and were it not for Sean O'Malley's ability and star power, never mind their head-to-head -head series, and of course the Henry Cejudo comeback, Cheeto would and should be fighting for the title right now. Instead, the company guy happy to fight Corey Sandhagen, who you can argue is the toughest matchup for him in the entire division. So my dear friend, Marlon Cheeto Vera, my 2022 breakout star of the year. All right, that brings us to upset of the year. A lot of big upsets in 2022. Most would argue, though, none bigger than what went down back in August in the welterweight division, Dateline, Salt Lake City. Kenny Florian's 2022 Upset of the Year. Leon Edwards over Kamaru Usman. You know, he's a minute and a half from losing his chance to fight. So you leave it all out there. It does not matter how this fight ends. When that final bell rings, whether you're laying flat on your back or you're in the middle with your head down, as his hand gets raised, he's going to win. you got to empty the gas tank here. Yeah. He may have resigned himself to losing a decision. Well, that's what Dean Thomas said. Yeah. Dean feels like that would be a moral victory from Leon Edwards. But that is not the cloth from which he is cut. I no. mean, that is a dejected... Oh! Jamaican 
Russian-born UFC champion, and the proof is in the pudding. You don't have to leave the UK to realize a UFC world title. The belt wheels up to Birmingham tomorrow as Leon Edwards breaks through here in Salt Lake City, Utah. What a sport. What a moment. I mean, you got to be kidding me with this mixed martial arts stuff, Ken Flo. I'm glad that uh, you brought me in back in 2008. Pretty incredible result, Leon Edwards. It, it, it really is, man. Uh, again, we are probably biased, but no sport brings in more drama than mixed martial arts, uh, John. And, you know, you, you talk about uh, having a script written for you. Everything from, you know, what was building up for that fight to the fight itself, to what the cornerman was saying in between rounds, to what you said prior to that knockout. Everything was just picture perfect. And, and it's really, it's written for a, a major movie. You know, that kind of upset. Kamaru Usman was, you know, uh, the pound for pound best uh, on a lot of people's, uh, you know, uh, radar or, or at the very least on their list as, um, you know, the, the best champion in the game. And this is a division, the welterweight division, which has, you know, apparently been one of the best uh, historically in, in mixed martial arts, one of the most difficult. And Camaro having that level of dominance and seeing the matchup, the style matchup heading into this fight, a striker in Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman being the dominant wrestler, you said, well, this is a great matchup for Usman. This is just going to be another W. How he does it is going to be the question. Um, well, it, it started out not very great for Kamaru Usman. Leon Edwards looked like he was going to get the upset early, but then it was Kamaru roaring back rounds two three four uh and leon needed a knockout to win and boy did he deliver just unbelievable this is the kind of thing that really can make an amazing movie so yeah leon edwards could win a lot of different categories here for me it's upset of the year i mean this singular moment can be his life's work in a lot of respects it really is incredible all of it building to this how long it took leon edwards to get the title fight then the way it materialized through four plus rounds, you're right. It's a movie. It's a major motion picture. And, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they spin it forward because I thought it was interesting that they announced the pay per view for March in the UK, but without the main event. So we'll see, uh, if Kamar Usman is ready to dance come, uh, mid March. He's a pretty good dancer. All right. My upset of the year. So, I mean, Larissa Pacheco over Kayla Harrison, right? What are we doing here? But largely we do focus on the UFC, but I'm not sure there was any, Bigger upset that what she was able to do against the seemingly unbeatable and no longer undefeated Kayla Harrison. But for me, it's Carla Esparza against Rose Namajunas. And with all due respect to Carla Esparza, who, by the way, gets my trophy here today. I just think you had to look far and wide for people who were picking her to win that fight. I don't even care what the odds suggest. Yes, it ended up being one of the more listless title fights and inactive title fights in UFC history. Right. But to me, though, when I look back on the totality of the year, that was the biggest upset rose nama Yunus wanted to get that one back so to speak and um you know did nothing to get that one back so the upset of the year for me with respect to all others carla esparza becoming a two-time ufc strawweight champion all right now we get to our anthony rumble johnson knockout of the year of course recently renaming the award in honor of the late great ufc contender anthony rumble johnson every year really seems as though this category is as hotly contested as any we begin with ken flo's best knockout of 2022 Kenny Florian's 2022 Knockout of the Year. Chito Vera. Gate of 1.735 million here in San Diego. Highest grossing sporting event in arena history. You see Dominic Cruz and Eric Del Fiero. Such a long-standing relationship. 
He's like, get your points and then get off the oh! ball. Cheeto's got to get a little more busy. He's got to get busier. That is the key word there. He's out. Oh! I came to the sport to be a world champion. I have the heart, I have the work ethic, and now I have the people that will get me there. So I'm not tripping. I will keep working, I will keep kicking and Ecuador, I'm gonna be a world champion. Second award today for Marlon Chito Vera, Ken Flo, most decorated finisher in UFC bantamweight history, and he gets your knockout of the year. I love what he has done with his career and how consistent he's been in improving as a fighter and now proving himself to be elite, uh, truly, truly elite this year. Uh, getting a win over Dominic Cruz is very impressive and very difficult to do. Getting a finish over Dominic Cruz is yet another thing. And the fact that he was able to do that at 135 pounds, getting a knockout at 135 pounds against one of the hardest guys to hit in the sport in Dominic Cruz. To me, that was extremely impressive. It was brutal. It was well-timed. Uh, he made adjustments throughout that fight, uh, and he did it in Dominic Cruz's backyard, man. Uh, Cheeto is an absolute savage, and I think we're going to continue to see big things from him uh, in 2023. All right, good stuff there. A lot of great knockouts in 2022. How many of them, though, resulted in a UFC gold belt? We mentioned Alex Pededa's knockout of Israel Adesanya. That produced a world title. But there was another one that didn't get nearly the shine nor attention it deserved. Let me take it to Dallas, Texas. UFC 277. John Annex, 2022 Knockout of the Year. Brandon Moreno. Under a minute now to go round three. Championship round potentially forthcoming. Oh! Moreno cracks him with a spinning back fist off the other side. Oh, that liver kick he just made up his mind once again he's gonna be a dog this is the impact and for brandon moreno underneath that right eye nothing more than a souvenir what a moment oh. for tijuana mexico's brandon moreno but brandon moreno is an absolute savage so to help with this exercise, Cody Merrow, our producer, and by the way, great job across the board with all of this audio today, Cody, but he'll send us a list of perhaps his nominees and Brandon Moreno's knockout of Kai Kata France for the interim flyweight championship was not even on the list of nominees, but dude, like kicks a guy out of the body to win a world title. What am I missing? Right? Like that's as simple as it is for me. Like I yeah. know we're not even up against the clock, but I'm going to move on. I mean, that's it. Like I know it wasn't as sensational or as jaw dropping necessarily, but Brandon might've been losing in this fight you know he was damaged i don't know man that's a sensational way to win a world title brandon moreno my 2022 knockout of the year all right well cody as i mentioned doing a great job on the show today he does try to stay in his producer lane but you did feel like there were some notable omissions this year and uh as i understand it you have a third selection here for uh for knockout of the year well i do john i do hey sometimes you get to say less to say a lot you know what i mean sometimes the, it's the words you don't say my man so the huh. award that you didn't give was one that was voted the second best KO of the year on Tepology. It was the ninth front kick KO in UFC history. 
This man was two and three in the UFC, but he's got five bonuses. He's five for five in bonuses when he fights in the UFC. So you're always getting your money's worth. I know I have every time I've seen him fight. In you love this guy. I love it. I love it. In 2023, he's in the Connor conversation, maybe a potential clash with Eddie Alvarez, you know, who is a free agent. But with that, I'm going to bring you back to May 7th, 2022, the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Cody Marrow's 2022 Knockout of the Year. Michael Chandler. But honestly, that is was a honestly a, a oh! 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 Right up the middle, watch this kick. Oh, he's Front on. kick to the chin. Oh, oh my goodness. Cut. Those he replays will kill you. You can see Chandler's eyes light up. And he threw that thing with all of himself. You know, Anderson did something like this to Vitor, but it was not like this. I'm looking at you like, what, is <laughs> over? My goodness. I mean, that was the best front kick to the face of all time. Ninth front kick knockout in UFC history. We can let you know now, Tony Ferguson is on the stool. Michael Chandler with a knockout that is going to reverberate deep into next week and beyond. I remember the kick, though. A lot of times you don't remember the knockouts. You don't remember. You're just like, I got to see it on replay. But I remember standing in front of him. I remember him circling this way, and I was like, let's see what happens. And I just, and I, there is no let's see what happens gingerly with me. Right. I'm yeah. just like, let's see what happens. It's our <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's chalky, but for a lot of people, it's not only the knockout of the year, but one of the greatest knockouts of all time, Cody. I get it. Well, it's not Jeopardy. I'm not trying to make people guess. I'm trying to give people the right awards. I'm trying to make sure the rightful people like Ray Longo head home with the hardware. That's why I got to put together the notes sometimes. Longo was your coach of the year, too? I put him first on the list for a reason. What do you mean? Unbelievable. I'm biased, of course, when Ray's calling me. He had a big year. He had a big year. And by the way, Khabib Nurmagomedov and Javier Mendez, right? Notable omission, certainly for what they've done with Islam Akashev, right? And uh, yeah, that probably should have been in that conversation as well. But yeah, I get it. It's, it's good. Yeah, well, Coach um, Habib in the corner of Bilal as well. But yeah, love Michael Chandler. Someday I'm going to get the payoff of having the custom Houston Astros Michael Chandler jersey. But like I said, you always get your money's worth when you watch Michael Chandler. My fight of the year was also Poirier versus Chandler. So I just love it. Love it. Great 2022 for Michael Chandler. Looking forward to the next year. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right, just three or four categories to go. We're going to rip through these before we get on out of here. Submission of the year. All right, runner-up. How about Jim Miller, Ken Flo? Submits Donald Cowboy Cerrone, UFC 276, 40th UFC appearance, 24th UFC win. Both of those are records right now. 11th career win by submission in the UFC. Third win in a row overall. He will be 40 next August. So that's the honorable mention of the venerable Jim Miller. But now we will get to the winners for 2022 submission of the year. 
Kenny Florian's 2022 Submission of the Year. Islam Mahaj. Minus 195 betting favorite to become a first-time UFC champion against the credentialed Charles Dubronx Oliveira, who is plus 165. Oliveira in yellow, Makashev in red. I think Oliveira would... Ooh! Oh! Flow submission of the year, Islam Akashev. Kenny, I have said I've never seen an athlete who had more pressure and more expectation in terms of becoming an undisputed champion than Islam Akashev. And man, did he break through with uh, with style points there to submit Charles Dubronx Oliveira. Yeah, and how about this? You know, he was going against a guy who was on 11 fight, on an 11 fight win streak and had the most submission wins in UFC history at 16. So, uh, you know, to, to go out there, and of course it was set up by a knockdown, but to go out there and submit that level of fighter, I, I thought was huge to do that in a main event. Everyone's watching one of the most anticipated title fights of the year. Uh, and again, doing it against a, a guy who's been running hot for a long time and Charles Oliveira doing it by submission. That was a huge statement. So, yeah, Mahashev getting that clean arm triangle. I love it. All right, so you heard from me. I mean, I kind of wanted to give the hardware to Jim Miller, but there was an accomplishment by the now former champion, Charles Oliveira, in the desert that I just had to highlight. Take a listen. John Annex, 2022, Submission of the Year. Charles Oliveira. This is crazy. Absolutely nuts. Through half a round. Gaethje back to work on the leg kick. Landing the right hand. Oh! Big knockdown with the right hand. Oh, oh, the transition to the back. This is not good. You cannot let Oliveira on your back. You can't take the arm. Yep, he's going to take his arm. Oh, big oh, elbows from Oliveira. Justin's in a lot of trouble here. I mean, this Charles Oliveira, man. I mean, Rogan, this is got a triangle. He's got a triangle. Oh, he's got a triangle, too. This Oliveira is just... Oh, my goodness. He's out. He can't let him take his back. Oh, he's got the jump. He's got, he's got the jump. It's over. It's over. Locked it's over. In. It's over. Oliveira's under the chin. Oh, my goodness. Which is just a grip. He's going to go to sleep. Oh, my that goodness. That is going to do it. This dude right here, man. Charles Oliveira, 11 in a row, and still Tremendous. the best lightweight on planet Earth. Tremendous. And the submission came about 36 hours after the man had been unceremoniously stripped of his lightweight title. I think most of us are in agreement on that by now. The champion has a name, Charles Oliveira. You can hear the emotion in the call. It just felt like the world, excuse me, was up against Charles Oliveira. And a breakthrough like that had to give it to Charles Oliveira, my 2022 submission of the year. All right, so now somewhat sadly, we do get to our newly named American Psycho Stefan Bonner Memorial Fight of the Year. Now, Kenny and I had the same selection here, but as you know, if you were listening off the, off the top, can't land on the same fight. Kenny's got seniority, of course, as the former professional athlete who thrice fought for the UFC title. So here now, Flo's Choice 2022 Fight of the Year. Kenny Florian's 2022 
fight of the year. Gilbert Burns and Hamza Chimaev. Hamza Chimaev. Minus 525, the betting favorite at close against Gilbert Jorino Burns. Oh, Gilbert clipped him to the left. Oh, and an uppercut for Burns. Chimaev backs up. Oh, he, he got tapped. picked him again. John, I need a Modelo. <laughs> as intense as any non-title fight I can ever remember. Three and a half to go. All heart down the stretch as Chimaev lands again. What a fight! Comes on Chimaev and Gilbert Gurren Burns go the full 15 and a nice display of sportsmanship. Wow. Their lives are linked forever now. What a fight! What a fight! And for those wondering whether or not Kamzat Shimaev had the ticker to go with all of the dominating skills, he has that. And for Gilbert Durinho Burns accepting this challenge, thriving in it, an incredible 15 minutes we'll be talking about for years to come. Kemflo, Gilbert Burns, Kamzat Shimaev, no doubter for you, the 2022 fight of the year. Yeah, just a, a classic fight. And, you know, leading up to that fight, it just felt like it was huge. Why? Because we knew that we were going to find out what Chimaev was really made out of. He was going against a guy in Gilbert Burns who was really dangerous everywhere. And uh, we knew that both men were going to be tested. And that's exactly what happened. Both men had great moments in that fight. It was back and forth. Uh, you know, just awesome exchanges throughout. Chimaev walking out to the fight, uh, ends up hanging out, sitting on top of the cage as he waited for Gilbert Burns, waited for the fight That's to right. get started. I mean, there are just so many great parts about it. Um, you know, it, it, the energy, as you mentioned during that fight, was just something very, very different. And that is rare when you have non-title fights. And I think it's a testament to the kind of star that Chimaev is and the kind of fighters that both Gilbert Burns and, and Chimaev is. You know, uh, Gilbert, you know, coming off of that loss from Kamar Usman from, oh, I was like one or two fights ago, uh, previous to that fight, I felt like he needed to show himself and the world that he is much more than that performance against Usman. And he, he just let it all hang out there. And I think that's a pivotal moment for him in his career uh, going against, you know, an unstoppable force there in Chimai. No, I love it. And it takes two to tango, of course, and both deserve a lot of credit. I do think you're wise to sort of highlight the Chimaev effect because you heard it in the call, and I know you referenced it there on the back end. That's as intense a non-title fight as I've ever called. Paul Felder said on the broadcast, that is the best fight that he's ever called in his life. And uh, we congratulate Gilbert Burns and Kamzat Chimaev they get Ken Flo's hardware for the Stefan Bonner American Psycho Fight of the Year. All right. Anthony Lionheart Smith, I don't know if he listens to the Anakin Florian podcast, but he is going to hate my selection for Fight of the Year. <laughs> Technically speaking, right, a masterpiece maybe it was not, but man, did it deliver and a whole lot more than just a new undisputed UFC champion. John Anik's 2022 Fight of the Year. Jerry Prohaska and Glover Teixeira. Something's got to give as we decide the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship. And the physicality of Teixeira at 42, a sight to behold. Oh, come on. I mean, the impact, you can hear it. Yeah, you can hear it. We've got to, like, soundproof and headphones. <laughs> That's where the confidence came from. Knowing that he possibly won round one, and he knows that he can go get takedowns late. This fight has had it all. Several occasions, both men have nearly been finished. Yeah, it's, it's been tremendous. 
And this is just your abuse. Oh! Massive right from Tashara! Prolaska! He's got the chance to go! is crazy. It really is. It's just an epic bottle of rose right now. Well, we've had a lot of great live events in 2022. None better than UFC 275. It's there. He's got it's it. Yes! Yeah! has done it. Nearly at the gun. There is a new light heavyweight champion. The Czech Republic has got one. Yuri Prohaska. It was a true war. Glover is a true warrior. And I like that. I don't know why I look and slap you and put it true out there. No, you look good, man. You look good. You look like you got more in you. Then I'm going to keep going. My then I'm going to keep going. My man. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the former champion, Glover Teixeira. And by the time some of you listen or watch this, Glover Teixeira will have already made his way to Rio de Janeiro, where he will fight Jamal Hill for the undisputed UFC light heavyweight title January 21 as we kick off the pay-per-view portion in 2023. But yeah, my fight of the year, UFC 275, Singapore, Yuri Prohaska, Glover Teixeira. That was insane. I mean, I don't really remember a lot of things. I remember the suit I was wearing that night. I mean, that was an absolutely crazy fight, and uh, Anthony Smith is just going to have to forgive me. All right. Independent arbitrator has ruled that the 2022 Female Fighter of the Year is so unanimously Zhang Wei Li that Kenny and I can land on Zhang Wei Li. Obviously, she had the spinning back fist against Ioana Jacek and then wrested the title away from Carla Esparza in a fight that largely she was expected to win. Zhang Wei Li, the consensus 2022 female fighter of the year here on the Anakin Florian podcast. And then that brings us to our Adam Snacks Geller Memorial Male Fighter of the Year. If you don't know, Adam was on our television crew for the UFC, really one of our most beloved UFC television crew members. He was my stage manager for Bellator Season 1 all the way back in 2009. Still so saddened by his passing nearly six years later. Kenny obviously got very close with him as well and, and felt his loss profoundly. Um, so every year we immortalize Adam Snacksgiller on the Anakin Florian podcast. Here is Kenny's male fighter of 2022. Kenny Florian's 2022 male fighter of the year. Alexander Volkanovsky. He is a special champion. I mean, you want to talk about a man with a will. I mean, his will is one, his will in his mind, his unbreakable mind. If he gets knocked down again, I think it's safe to, to say her might jump I mean, he, he's better than he's ever been, and he was already the best. For all the great performances he's had, Joe, at the end of it all, they'll always point back to July 2nd, 2022, as a day yeah. that he truly etched himself in, in, in the record books because he will go up 3-0 if Max Holloway does not finish him here. And he will have done it in a way that there will be no more questions. Yes. That's, that's probably the most important thing. This is not a close fight. He has to be in shape. Has to be ready. So for Alexander to do this and pitch this shutout against this version, tremendous. Well, Max Holloway was game as hell, but the champion Alexander Volkanovsky with a signature performance tonight. What now, he says to the broadcast booth. Nothing. We ain't got nothing for him. Like, what's, what's on the lo- on line for him? If he next? could do that to Max Holloway, right. like, who's next? Who is next? 
It'll be Islam Akashev, as many of you know. It'll be in Perth for the Undisputed Lightweight Championship as Volk tries to join that illustrious club of double champions. Kenny, I know I talk about this on the awards show, but if if this was the Mixed Martial Arts Writers Association of America and I was entrusted with a vote, you may have to go Volkanovsky, right? I mean, and I understand why uh, why you landed on the Volk man. What distanced him from the pack for you, kid? Well, not only is he the male fighter of the year, I think he's the best fighter in the sport overall, to be honest. I don't think there's a better all-around fighter than Alexander Volkanovsky. You talk about his sophisticated stand-up, his sharp footwork, champion mindset, his understanding of the sport, and how much of a professional he is. And when it comes down to it, when the pressure and the lights and everything is on the line, he executes like nobody else in the sport right now. So um, he's been dominant in one of the in one of the toughest weight classes in the sport. And he's done so by letting his fighting do the talking. He's a brilliant fighter who I don't think gets enough credit. So for me, it, it was a, a clear choice for Alexander Volkanovsky. I'm not going to make you answer this question, but if you had to send either Benil Daryush or Alexander Volkanovsky in there to beat Islam Akashev, who do you think has a better chance? A lot of people feel like Daryush stylistically can pose some problems for Makashev. I wouldn't sleep on Volkanovsky come mid-February with that Perth backdrop, man. You know, he's got a lot of ways to win that fight. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you talk about the team that surrounds him and how how confident he is right now. Just continues to get better. Uh, that dude's elite. I can't wait for that fight against Makashev. All right. And for me, you know which way I was going. Let's now hear from my 2022 Adam Snacks Geller Memorial Male Fighter of the Year. Carl put into words, Joe. It's been a long, long four, four, four years. Don't doubt to me, I couldn't do it. The all said I couldn't do it. Look at me now. Look at me I only got chills twice during the taping of the award show today. It was the Dave Lavelle soundbite and that from Leon Edwards. Unbelievable. Leon Edwards, I had to give him the biggest trophy. He gets my male fighter of the year for 2022. All right, now we have a new category this year, as recommended by producer to the stars, Cody Merrow. Personality of the year. And Ken Flo, you went with the intrinsic, the thoughtful, the well-rounded renaissance man, Yuri Prohasko, we got audio for Yuri. Let's hear from Ken Flo's winner for 2022 Personality of the Year. Kenny Florian's 2022 Personality of the Year. Yuri Prohaska. Disappointed from that. This is this is so unrespectful. He's showing he's not a warrior. He is just a trash. I like the money, my egos. I like, like the money to have everything, the, the girls, the cars, but uh, the other side from myself wants to live just in the forest, in the small house and practice day by day, just practice and uh, going for the mastery, going for the mastery day by day, nothing else. That's, I think that's the most uh, realist side in my Credit to Ariel Helwani in the MMA Hour for that first soundbite. Yuri Prohaska, he's your type. He's your personality of the year. 
<laughs> He's absolutely unique, man. Uh, just a unique individual who was fascinating to me. We don't hear a lot about him. He doesn't give a lot of interviews, but that almost adds to his mystique a little bit. Um, he has just enough crazy. You know, this is a guy who's willing to lock himself in a dark room for days to, to find something else uh, out about himself and prepare him for war. Um, he's unlike anybody else in the game, dude. And, and man, such unfortunate news about his shoulder. I hope he's back and recovers as quickly as possible. The sport needs people like Yuri. Yeah, the sport's got a lot of different personalities, some sort of bigger than life, others doing it their own way like Yuri Prohaska. My winner, I believe, is actually a three-time winner on Bilal Muhammad's Remember the Show video podcast with my twin bro Jason right here on the Anakin Florian podcast channel. This dude is the real article, man. As good a human being as he is a fighter, and he has got the chance to change his life forever 18 days from now, my 2022 Personality of the Year. John Annex 2022 Personality of the Year. Remember the show champion, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. When I'm definitely ready to take over my throne. Oh, I'm top. I already told you I got the buckets for y'all. I'm trying to get in the celebrity all-star game. Let's get it. We bringing real hoopers this time. Okay, <laughs> you're not catching us lacking this time. <laughs> we still lacking. We still got off in that ass, but now we really got to step off in. I wanna- I'm not. I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. I be- I based my name on that shit, and I went out there and put my shit on the line and made it happen. Sore shit, all of that. I went through the fire. Literally, when they called me, I was in line, literally, just ate Thanksgiving dinner. I just beat my card to pay for it. It's like, oh, hello? I was like, oh, I can't ignore all this food that I just bought. Cut 30 pounds in the next couple weeks. Or I can eat. Yeah, yeah. Eat one. Thanks to James Lynch and remember the show for the audio. Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill and Ken Flynn, in the next two weeks, a lot of people are going to learn about Jamal Hill and what a good dude he is and just how much he can bring to the fight game. It's a golden opportunity. It sounds trite, but if he can beat Glover Teixeira and become the UFC light heavyweight champion, he's a great athlete, man. He really is. And I just think he can talk the game. He can walk the walk. Uh I don't know. I'm excited that we have a category that I can give him some hardware for. Maybe he'll be in that fighter of the year mix as a UFC champion next year. All right. That is it for the 2022 Anakin Florian podcast awards. We thank you for indulging us before we get on out of here. Cody, I don't know if you have an NFL prediction for the folks, but we will be back next week. We will have complete predictions for the UFC's first event of next year, UFC fight night and the main event, Kelvin Gastelum versus Nasruddin Imavov as we begin our countdown as well to UFC 283 and the aforementioned title fight, Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira. Thanks to our executive producer, Cody Merrow, for putting it all together. And thanks to Ray Longo, Ken Flo's winner for 2022 uh, Coach of the Year. From my man, Ken Flo, I'm John Ann. Thank you all for listening, for watching. Big things in 2023. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, yo later.
Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.